It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. The Locked On NBA Fantasy Minute is presented by PrizePix. PrizePix is the most fun you can have playing daily fantasy basketball and winning up to 25 times your money. Go to prizepix.com slash LockedOnNBA and use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. We are very much in the thick of the fantasy basketball playoffs. You might be starting it this week. You might be already in it. It might be a week away. And at this point of the year, with only five weeks left in the entire regular season, Playing the schedule is the most important thing. So this week, the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Los Angeles Lakers play two games only. So any fringe players you have from those teams, even guys, yes, like Kyle Anderson replacing Kyle Anthony Towns, that's not worth it with two games on. You need to be stacking extra games and you need to be looking at the teams with four games. You need to be looking at teams with games early in the week and then switching them out for teams with more games later in the week. Get more games in, play the schedule, be cutthroat with injuries and get players in to get yourself success for fantasy basketball. Hi, I'm Jake from Locked On. For the love of Pete, it's something you might say when your car gets damaged, but that won't get you the help you need for your vehicle. As someone named Jake, what you should be saying is something that can actually help. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. For help filing your claim 24-7, whether it's on the phone online, or on the award-winning State Farm mobile app, however you choose. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily podcast on the Orlando Magic, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is September 27th, 2018. My name is Phil Prossenreich. I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. Happy with you here on a Thursday. You can, of course, follow me on Twitter at omd. Today's episode is going to be all about Terrence Ross, one of those kind of Missing players from last year. He missed a a whole chunk of the season last year thanks to that uh, leg injury about 20 games into the season. Uh, Came back toward the end, and and it's a little bit of a mystery. I mean, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how he played and what to expect from him this year. But most importantly at this stage, um, I I think the question is whether he is confident and fully healthy. And and I think we can answer both of those questions in the affirmative. I'll have my interview with Terrence Ross. I was able to talk to him after practice uh, today. But before we do any of that, I want to remind you that you can check out the other great podcasts on the Locked On NBA Podcast Network. Just like there's a podcast covering the Orlando Magic with the excruciating detail that we cover the team here, there's a podcast covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail. You can just search for that uh, by searching Locked On and the team you're looking for. The Orlando Magic opening their preseason Monday against the Philadelphia 76ers. They're not... What they're doing is not so important to the Magic, but if you want to know what's up with the Philadelphia 76ers, definitely check out Locked On 76ers. They do a great job covering Philadelphia. There isn't a Locked On Flamengo for next Friday's game, but uh, um, we, we'll do what we can uh, with them as well. well. We probably won't talk too much about that game other than what expectations are for the Magic uh, coming up. But of course, Monday, the first preseason game in Philadelphia, 
Check out Locked On Sixers. Check out Locked On NBA for your full NBA update. Check out Locked On Fantasy Basketball to get yourself ready for your fantasy seasons. Uh, and away we go with the rest of training camp. Uh, you, you know, it, there is that bit of mystery, I think. Whenever a player goes down to injury, whenever a player is hurt and uh, misses so much time, um, I, I would imagine there is a little bit of nagging doubt. Might be too harsh, but um, that there's always going to be that little bit of doubt of whether you're truly ready to come back, whether um, you're all the way back to full health. Um, I think that that's absolutely got to be the case for a player like Terrence Ross, who um, injured his leg, he fractured the uh, tibial plateau in his leg um, in November, right before Thanksgiving against the Oklahoma City Thunder. Uh, nearly came back in, in, I think, January or February, um, but had a setback with that injury and then played two two games in the final in the final uh, leg of the season um, just to kind of get his feet wet. And, and, and you could tell he wasn't 100%. Talking with Terrence, uh, you can tell, and you'll hear this one when I play the interview, you could tell that, that there was a lot of anticipation for that moment to get back on the floor. And there's a lot of anticipation now to get back on the floor in full. Um, this is a guy who has, throughout his entire career, been at least a spot starter. Uh, you can argue whether he's a full starter or not. But a guy who spaces the floor. does a lot of really little things really, really well that, that are necessary for team success. And, and yes, while the Magic had already begun to fall back to earth, they were, I think, 8-11 and 11 when Ross went down to injury, um, he was a player that made them better, that made the Magic overall a better team. And I think the expectation is if he can return to his previous levels, if he can return to uh, return to the the, the 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 area that he was at before the injury, he's going to make a major contribution to the Orlando Magic. I think that is the general assumption. A guy who, again, averages 10 points per game, can shoot close to 40% from beyond the arc. That's something that the Magic need. And so the question then is, where is he health-wise? And that's where I'll let Steve Clifford pick up on what he's seen from Terrence Ross so far. He had a, he had a, the, the, the end of the summer, he was in here constantly. So I feel like he's in a very good place. He had a good day today too. And, um... He's got a little bit of a nagging like foot injury, so we're being a little careful. But he did everything today, and he played a lot in the scrimmages too. And do you have to like man- manage him maybe a little bit differently just to ease him? Yeah, back the only the thing is, he's, I think he's been around enough that I think he has a good idea of what he has to do to get ready. So, uh, you know, a lot of it is talking to him and uh, you know seeing how he feels and. You know, what they say, it's always the right amount of work, right? I mean, enough so that he can come back tomorrow and have a good day, uh, That, it, but also so that he's getting into rhythm. So positive signs early on from Terrence Ross that that, that he's healthy and, and ready to go. And, and obviously that's a very, very good thing because he's, of course, someone that the Magic will need, uh, both from a floor spacing perspective uh, and, and just and from a defensive uh, mentality perspective. I mean, he's a like he's a likable guy. He's, he's, he's someone that... Um, that that plays really the right way in, in a lot of respects. Um, you know, maybe not the player that everyone wants him to be, but uh, still a good player and a valuable player in his own right. Um, it, 
it's the thing is with with Terrence Ross is you just don't really know till he gets out there and plays. Um, you know, I I was you know after the first day of training camp on Tuesday, they they showed you know they let the media watch watch a little bit of the final of the scrimmaging that they were doing, uh, and Ross was you know playing to my eye pretty solid. And, and again, ten minutes it's not enough to draw conclusions, but he made a nice steal. Uh, he seemed to be doing all the things that made him, in my opinion, such an important player to the team last year. Again, it's a guy who, who volunteered to leave the starting lineup when he sensed the team was struggling, saying, I, I need to play better. Uh, I, you know, I think I would help this team better off the bench. Uh, and, and that was a direction, a selfless direction that he took uh, That he took and helped this team go. And, 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 you know, if he would have stayed healthy, who knows how that would have gone. I think it was only two games before he got hurt after that happened. Um, so the Magic never really got to cement that part of the rotation in place, but overall, the sense that I got from Terrence Ross is is, is that yes, he's healthy. He he spent uh, obviously he played toward the end of the season, but he spent most of his summer in Orlando working out in the gym. I think he said during media day that he would even sometimes bring his kids uh, into the into the gym for his evening workout, kind of sit them in front of a computer so they could watch Paw Patrol. Uh, which I, I don't know how Terrence didn't sit down and watch that with them because Paw Patrol is very good. Um, but but he went in and got his work in and, and got more shots up. He was he's determined to get back and 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 I think you can sense from Terrence Ross that he's just eager to play again. It, it's been so long since he hasn't played that he hasn't played or, or played consistently that he's just eager to get back out there. And, and I hope that's that. I think that's one of the big takeaways that that you'll get. As you listen to my my interview with Terrence Ross from after practice on Wednesday, coming back coming back from from the injury, get, getting into camp, it, mm-hmm. is there is there any adjustment that, that you have to make or anything that you have to keep keep an eye on? I, I know you have the the lingering foot issues going on right now, but I mean for the most not really. I mean I've been working all summer. I've been here, so I've been on top on top of my health. So really, it's just I'm just waiting at this point. Is it is it is it is it you know Monday when you when you get into, get into that game? I know you played a few games toward the end mm-hmm. of last season, but do you, do you get do you feel like getting into the game? That's going to be the next step to, to getting the confidence back. And, and I mean, it's not, not. I mean, my confidence is there. It's just I, I just haven't played in a long time. I feel like so it's just I'm anxious, more excited to just play and get out there and just do what I do. So I mean, it's no lack of confidence for me. If anything, I feel great. I have more confidence than I've had. And, my whole career so far, I've been working out all summer, so just getting ready is uh, it's just gonna be fun when I get out there. How, how do you how do you how do you deal with that 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 anxiousness? Is it just <sighs> just get get me out there and play? I just, I just I can't do anything right now. I just got, <laughs> it's just a it's just like countdown really. So it's just like you know, I'm just, just counting days now. Do you, do you feel like this is this is a big season for you to a prove that you can come back from the injury and b prove that? I mean, it's a big season for all of us. I mean, we all had you know a, a down season last year, so nobody ever wants to end off you know anything on that type of note. So I think it's a good opportunity for everybody to go and showcase what they can do. You know, front office, coaches, players. You know, I think the way we've been working so far is a it's going to be a good indication of us for us. You know, to put that all this work and the good use in that first game. So, I mean, I think I think it'll all come together. How do you? How would you evaluate the first day and a half of the training? <clears throat> it's been fun. Uh, it's a lot of learning moments. Uh, we, we we scrimmage a lot, and that's probably been probably the the best part. It keeps the intensity going. Cause you know, sometimes with training camp, you know, guys can kind of get 
lose focus just because of a lot of talking and a lot of going through drills. But, you know, Cliff, is, he'll give us some drills. And after them drills, man, we're playing. So uh, I think that's getting everybody into the, to the rhythm and the, just keeping the intensity throughout the camp. Throughout camp. Do, you, do, you, do, you like, do you like that approach to, to you I do. Know, get through yeah, drill? Yeah, and yeah. Just get through some drills, learn, and then you put it right to use. It's not like we got to learn drills for a week, and then at the end of that week we got to put all that we learned into the game. It kind of takes a little while, but, you know, Cliff has us do a few drills. You know, he, he we do our classroom segment, and then we go right into playing. And uh, I think it's good for us and the younger guys, you know, because it takes you know what we learn and it puts it right into the game for them. So, you know, it's not too much confusion when we get on the court. Uh, you know, you've, you've played with a lot of a lot of these guys before. I, I know it's only been, a pra- you know, two practice, two practices, and, mm-hmm. and, and then this one. But has has anyone stood out or anything been surprising, surprising to you so far? Uh, Can you say? Yeah, <laughs> is J- this like a Marvel secret? Yeah. <laughs> Ji and Mo, man, they, they're just super lanky, super long, man. They get after shots, and uh, Ji's he's made a, a big leap from last year. I mean, I think he's gonna surprise a lot of people. Okay, cool. Man, Thank you very much, Jim. Appreciate it. That was Terrence Ross uh, talking after practice on Wednesday. Again, you can just feel the, the anxiousness and the excitement to get back out on the floor. Um, he's a guy who's worked incredibly hard to, to get healthy, get back on the get back on the floor, get this opportunity. A big one in a contract year for Terrence Ross, of course, uh, and, and uh, one that um, you know I think um, I think that uh, he's he's a very important player for this team and and, and someone. That should be ready to come back, and someone that again, like like Steve Clifford said, you should trust to come. You should trust to be able to handle himself because he's a veteran. He, you know, even though he hasn't had an injury to this extent. I mean, I think I think I looked it up. He's the fewest games he had played in any season before last year was seventy three. He's been relatively healthy his entire career, and last year was really the first time that he faced some real injury adversity. Um, uh, it's a very, very real injury adversity, of course, being out for so long, 50-plus games um, over the course of the season. Uh, and, and now it's just about getting back out on the floor. And I think he, more than as much as anyone, is excited to play a, 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 a exhibition game Monday and excited to get back in full once the regular season begins. This is Jake from Locked On. Locked On has teamed up with State Farm to spotlight some of the greatest supporting players in NBA history. After beating the Heat led by LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in 2011, Dirk Nowitzki won an NBA title and proved himself to be one of the greatest basketball players of all time. But there was one player in the starting lineup for the last three games of the finals that helped support Dirk all the way to a championship, J.J. Barea. Led by J.J. and Jason Terry, the Mavs' second unit proved to be the strength throughout the playoffs, where they led the NBA in bench scoring. But for games 4, 5, and 6 in the NBA Finals, Mavs coach Rick Carlisle inserted Barea into the starting five to help the Mavs space the floor and put more playmaking around Dirk. J.J. Barea had a knack for running the pick-and-roll with Dirk that helped the Mavs score more efficiently on their run to a title. Dirk Nowitzki couldn't score the way he did if he didn't have much-needed support from someone like J.J. Barea. Sometimes, you and I need that kind of support, too. Think of State Farm like a pivotal team player. When you need help protecting the things that matter most, remember the jingle and just say, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. But what is there to expect from Terrence Ross once the regular season begins, once the Magic get back to work, get back to the the reality? Because it's easy to forget what Terrence Ross has given this team. Um, even last year. Last year, statistically, probably the worst season since his rookie year. 8.7 points per game was a low since his rookie year. 47.6% effective field goal percentage was just the second time he shot worse than 50% effective field goal percentage, again, since his rookie year. 
His 32.3% three-point field goal percentage, the worst of his career, and, and, and very clearly not indicative of his three-point shooting ability. In fact, I would argue that even though his percentage was low, NBA teams respect his three-point shooting enough that he still had enough gravity to impact games, that he was still someone the defense had to account for, and they did, and it helped the Magic's offense in in so many ways, in ways that is difficult to measure, is not the easiest to measure uh, at all. Um, of course, that's not going to do it. That's not going to be enough. Of course, the the Magic need uh, him to make three-point shots, to produce on the floor. And, and, and I think that's the big mystery coming out of his season. And, and I think that's, I mean, I, I probably clumsily got to it in, in, the, in the interview, but that's really what I was trying to find out, um, you know, through these early stages of practice is, you know, just how do you come back from an injury like that? How do you regain the confidence to play at the highest levels? And, 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 and for Ross, that's why I think this preseason is so important because, yes, he is a vital piece of this Magic team. He is an important player on this Magic team. Someone who very well could end up starting on opening night like he did last year. Someone who, regardless of whether he starts or not, will have an important role because the Magic lacking shooting, he is a great floor spacer. He is someone that doesn't need the ball in his hands to really produce. Um, Terrence Ross's usage rate last year was 17.3%. He's never had a usage rate above 20%. He is someone who is completely happy and completely successful working off of others, helping others be better, and taking advantage of the opportunities that he is given. He's great coming off screens. Uh, Honestly, the thing that impressed me most right after the Magic acquired him was how good of a passer he is. I didn't realize that he was uh, such a great passer, and he's he's an unselfish teammate, which, which is such a big thing. Ross is really one of the most perfect role players that you can have. And, you know, we'll get to this toward the end of the season, but if he's playing well and and the Magic sink in the standings, he could be one of the more valuable trade chips that the Magic have. I don't think they're at the stage where they're thinking of trading him quite yet, but Ross is a a very key player to making any team go because he doesn't need the ball in his hands to succeed. He's, he's a threat as a shooter. He's a threat as a cutter. When you need him to score, he will score. He'll take his shots. And, and I think in those last two games of the season last year when he played, he was probably taking more shots than he actually would or should. He was, he was probably searching for a shot a little bit more, just trying to throw things up there to, to get his rhythm back. And again, that I think that's going to be another important point. Ross just does a lot of the little things really well. You can't capture defense really well with numbers, but I think a key to the Magic's early season success was Terrence Ross was probably the best off-ball help defender the Magic had. He may not be the greatest on-ball defender, but he's always in the right spot. He he understands and grasps rotations and, 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 and schemes really, really well, and that enabled him to be a strong defensive player for the Magic last year. He averaged 1.1 steals per game, which I'm not a huge fan of steals, and, and Ross would, would probably say that that you know he's not someone that's going to gamble, but he's smart enough 
to, to make it hard to pass through guys. And and he doesn't have the prodigious length that, that the Magic are looking for in a lot of their position players. But again, he's just a guy that makes everything work. He's a guy that makes the team go, both on the court and honestly in the locker room. I mean, he's, uh, he's just an incredibly, I, I would say from all my interactions with him and, and judging by his, his Instagram accounts, he's just an incredibly chill dude. Just an incredibly cool guy who is relatable to everyone who, who, who you know, can be some, be someone like that, a leader, a little bit of a leader in the locker room that way, at least as a sounding board. And then he'll go out on the floor and play really well. I mean, I think Ross, you know, having watched him now for, you know, a half year, a half year's worth of games, I would say Ross is unfairly pegged to that 50-point game he had with the Toronto Raptors. That was a, that was the fluke. The 50-point game was the fluke. What isn't the fluke is how he contributes and how he makes team makes teams better. How he just does whatever the team needs for him in that moment. And that's an important player to have. But the question will remain, the question will stay on the table until the season starts. Is Ross all the way back? Is Ross 100% healthy? Is he ready to contribute at the level that we're used to seeing, where he averaged 12.5 points per game in the final 24 games with the Magic in 2017 and shot you know, a relatively solid 34.1% from beyond the arc, a, 52.3, a 51.7% effective field goal percentage, averaging what would, would have been a career-high 1.8 assists per game. He was at 1.6 assists per game last year. He is, again, not a great playmaker, but a better passer than people give him credit for. The question about Terrence Ross this year is, can he get back to that level? Can he put the injury behind him, play with confidence, play you know, with the same speed and athleticism that he had? He's shown in Instagram, on Instagram that he can still dunk pretty good, former slam dunk champion. These are the big questions that Ross faces this year. And, 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 you know, his minutes will be determined by whether he can reach that level again. Because, yeah, there's a little bit of a competition with Jonathan Simmons. I, I don't think it's much. I think there's, there's room in the rotation for both. But Ross's spot is what his role is to us, to the media, to, to, to the fans. That's the unknown. We won't know till he steps out on the floor. And I don't even think... Ross quite knows until he steps out on that floor just where he's at because he's put in the work. There's no doubt about it. He's healthy. He's ready to go. And, and you know, he's, by Steve Clifford's account, playing very well in training camp. Everyone is always playing well in training camp. But Monday night in Philadelphia, we'll see Terrence Ross, see where he's at, get a little bit of a better sense. It's obviously preseason, so we don't want to go too far into conclusion land. But Ross is a veteran. He knows how to take care of himself and he knows what to expect. He'll know if and when he's ready and what he can do. But you still kind of have to ask, recovering from an injury, recovering from a major injury that cost you 58 games, just how much can you give? How much, how far back are you? And I think that is the huge question that Terrence Ross faces down this week as training camp continues and heading into the preseason 
before opening night. And honestly, it's one of the big storylines that I'm following. How he has recovered from injury. And whether he can be the Terrence Ross that that we know he can be. That was so key to the Magic starting 8-4 last season. No matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax experts make them count. Did you say no to a big wedding and elope at the county courthouse? That's a move. Did you go back to school to get your degree? That's a move. Did you relocate for a fresh start? Well, that's literally a move. Maybe you moved into a houseboat instead of a house house, or switched gears from rideshare driving to video game streaming, or you rode the stock market to the moon and back. TurboTax experts make all your moves count, getting you every credit and deduction you deserve. File with 100% accuracy and get you your max refund guaranteed. So, switch to TurboTax. Make your moves. They'll make them count. See guarantee details at TurboTax.com guarantees. Experts only available with TurboTax Live. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. You, of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic and like us on Facebook at Locked on Magic. You can subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, and all the fun places you download podcasts to your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore OMD. And, of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, including a look at plans to bring Nikola Vucevic back into the post and why that isn't quite the narrative we should be talking about. Check out orlandomagicdaily.com. That post will be up at about noon on Thursday. The Orlando Magic Daily mailbag is also open, so be sure to submit your questions. I'm going to try and answer some questions before the season begins. You can do that on Twitter at omagicdaily, as well as by email at omagicdaily at gmail.com. But that's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today for t- to today's episode for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic. This has been Phil Brosnan-Reich. I will see you all again next time for another episode of Locked On Magic. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.